0: Well, Goldfield's delivering a quarterly report for the three months to September today at 557 ounces. Gold production is broadly in line with the same period last year, but up um, nicely on the previous quarter. The same goes for net profit at $18 million. Net profit for the quarter slightly down from the prior period, but up on a quarterly basis. It is tough times, as we know, for gold mining and the commodity sector in general. We're joined now by Goldfield CEO Nick Holland. Nick, thanks for your time today. Now, the gold price touched a 5 year low this week and is down uh, some 43 percent from its June 2011 peak. Is there really a future for gold mining in South Africa?
1: Well let me first of all say that if you look at all of the commodities in mining they're all down and what you're seeing here is gold is being caught up with what I would call a commodities contagion. Look at gold against oil, look at it against nickel, copper, platinum, palladium, iron ore. In fact, gold has fared better mm. <laughs> over the last three months than all of them. So we're all dragged down, I think, by this contagion. And if we stay at these sort of levels, you know, I think the future of the mining industry, never mind the gold industry across the world, um, is certainly going to be under threat. Uh, most commodities are trading at below the replacement cost of production. So uh, I don't think it's a South Africa issue. I think it's a global issue that we're faced with. And it's all because largely, I think, a strong dollar uh, concerns about uh, commodity demand out of China. And these are the things that are playing out. We're just caught up in a much bigger scenario here. It's Mm -hmm. not a South Africa-specific issue, frankly.
0: And in this environment, as you mentioned, you know, the commodities contagion, it's tough across the board. Um, You recently presented a position paper at the Gordon Institute of Business Science, Gibbs, on the gold mine of the future, trying to look ahead at what we can expect. What are some of the major elements that you expect to see in the gold mine of the future?
1: Well, I think we're going to have to embrace not only mechanization, but also automation into the future. And if you look what's happening in other countries It's already started, and I think South Africa is behind what other people are doing. For example, in Western Australia, in the Pilbara region, which is north of Perth, there's two iron ore mines recently commissioned where 69 trucks are being operated remotely without drivers from a control room in Perth. That's happening in two open pits already. Hmm. We think that with technology advancing exponentially as it does, The possibility of having driverless trucks underground in Australia within three years is a distinct possibility. Now, that will change things significantly because already we are able to operate our loaders remotely underground. So that's two-thirds of the value chain that could be run without people underground. So it's a reality that's coming at us. And the question is, how is South Africa going to embrace this? Why are people doing this? Not because it's nice to do. People are doing it because they have to survive. And if we don't reinvent ourselves as a mining industry, we're going to be less relevant in the future than what we are now. And South Africa has to play its part too.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the digital revolution, IT, digital technology has uh, changed many, many industries across the world. And that obviously requires potentially a smaller employee base. What you're talking to, two thirds of the value chain running without human beings um, and one with very different skills. So a smaller bla- base, one with very different skills. What do these changes mean for labor in South Africa?
1: Well, I think labor in the mining industry is going to decline but I think the benefits of having more profitable operations is going to reduce cut-off grades. It's going to make economic vast tracts of uh, minerals that are no longer that are not presently economic. So we can lengthen the lives. We can commission operations that uh, weren't mined before, and we can create more value in the economy. Now, if you can create more value in the economy, you can actually have multiplier effects on other businesses, both upstream and downstream. And that in of itself will create more jobs for people. It just may not be directly in mining. Mm. I think this is the way we've got to look at it. I think if we get boxed in or pigeonholed into saying we want more jobs in mining, you know, then we're going to actually shrink the pie, Mm. and that's not going to be to the benefit of anybody, but we want to grow the pie. To grow the pie for all stakeholders, we actually need to embrace technology And that way we'll get the direct and the indirect benefits for the country. And and that's the way we have to start looking at this.
0: Do we have the skills, though, that we will need for the jobs that will still exist in mining?
1: No, we're going to have to upskill people. And this will have to go all the way back to um, students in school, university, technicons, etc. You know, the whole value chain of education and training will have to change. You know, we'll have to work more closely with our equipment suppliers we're going to have to work a lot more closely with IT companies. You mentioned digital platforms. It's exactly what's going to happen. Mm. There's going to be a massive amount of what we call big data, which is masses and masses of data, which you can actually convert into useful information. That's going to mean that we need more proficient systems-based people, you know, more people analyzing real-time information, making interventions to improve short-term productivities. So, yes, we are going to have to go through... A training and education change. It's almost going to be a revolution. And it's happening around the world as we speak. And I would say in 10 years' time, um, it's going to be very difficult to attract youngsters into the industry if we are still persisting with handheld, um, labor intensive mining. I don't think the young people of the future want to mine the same way that people have mined for the last hundred years.
0: Absolutely not, certainly not the Millennials I'm sure. Let's talk briefly about uh, demand for gold, we have seen that fall. Um, Do you think we will see it rise eventually?
1: We will in the long run, you know in the long run I'm a great believer in the fundamentals of demand and supply, You know, even for something like gold which is money in the long run, demand supply must dictate in the short run, it's probably macro issues. Its geopolitical issues but in the long run if supply is going to come back which I think it will and demand continues to increase which I think it will then the fundamentals will be positive for gold but we're going to have to be patient now I think we could see prices go lower before they go higher I think we have to get the supply out the system before people believe it Mm. and then uh, once that happens we should see the fundamentals for gold uh, pointing to a higher price. But don't ask me when or how much, please.
0: (laughs) Best I hold on to my crew, then, at least. Nick, your outlook for gold fields over the next year, what are you watching most closely in your environment, and uh, where will your focus then lie in terms of the business?
1: Well, I think the international operations of gold fields, which makes up about 90% of our production, are performing extremely well. If you look at this last quarter we made, $114 million of cash in three months. Costs are down to $900 an ounce for the international ops. So they're right in the lowest quartile of gold producers in terms of cost performance. So what we've got to do is keep that going. That's good performance. Keep it there. And then South Deep, we need to make more progress. We've had a good quarter off a low base. We've picked up production by 42%. I think we'll do better again this quarter quarter four, and I think we'll improve again in 2016. That's going to be a key requirement for Goldfields is keep the momentum going so we can drive South Deep to commercial levels of production as soon as we can.
0: Nick Holland is the Chief Executive Officer of Goldfields.